is an absolute pleasure to have this man on. He's a friend of mine. He's a guy running for U.S. Senate. He's done a great job as Pinal County Sheriff. It's Mark Lamb. Sheriff, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. You know I love coming on the show. Yeah, we appreciate having you on. We've been doing this for a long time. You've been giving us a real-time updates on what's happening at the border. I want to get into this controversy about MAD and if, if, figure out if that's been solved or not. We want to talk about your, your run for U.S. Senate as well. But let's start with the border. Um, when Title 42 went away, Title 42, which actually kept us safe from the pandemic and from any other health issues, it wasn't just COVID. I mean, people are bringing TB across. They're bringing, we're hearing polio is coming across now, which we haven't seen in this country for 60 or 70 years. Um, what's the difference that you're seeing in the flow of illegals coming across since Title 42 went away? Well, I would say there's little to no difference other than it's gone up for us. Um, but we are a pass-through county. I can tell you that the guys on the border are are as busy as they've ever been. What they did was there was a surge right before Title 42 went away. And then after it went away, they said, see, it dropped off. There's nothing to see here. And if you really think about it, the media has just kind of dropped it almost since then. But I think what they need to look at and what most Americans need to look at is what do the numbers look like at the end of the month? How much are we seeing of an increase, a gradual increase every day, which they are, and uh, it's a steady flow and we're still getting all the same problems we had before Title 42 away and went away. And I think by the end of the month, you're going to see that the numbers are going to go up. It is uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Now, Sheriff, every time I have you on, some some doofus who's a geography major says, Pinal County's not on the border. But you've, you've described this to me before, and I just want to make sure that I have it uh, correct in my head. There is an Indian reservation that goes between Arizona and Mexico. It, bo- it straddles the border. People come across into the reservation. Then they, can, then they come across and for, somehow pass through your county. So although you're not on the border with Mexico, you do have this reservation that borders your county, right? Yeah, let me explain the logistical importance of Pinal County. Okay. You're right. On the south end of our county, we have a Native American res- reservation. It's 52 miles to the border from our the, the, our county line. Uh, where the I-10 intersects in our county is 71 miles off the border. So you're right. We're not on the border. But why Pinal County becomes important is because if you bring any people or drugs in through southern Arizona, at some point, they're going to cross into Pinal County. If they go to Phoenix, it's going to come through Pinal County on the I-10 interstate. And what we're now seeing is up on the 60, which is actually probably about 120 miles off the border. And it is actually a road that leads into the suburbs of Phoenix. And that is where I was yesterday. If you go to my uh, social media, uh, American Sheriff on Instagram, or uh, if you go to the Pinal County Sheriff's Office, you're going to see I was out with my guys. We stopped two tandem vehicles yesterday. They At the same time, they both ran from us at the same time. They cut through the desert. We chased them through. I got out with my gun on, or with my gun out, um, cleared the vehicle. There was four, uh, two women, a guy, and a four-year-old kid in the back. And then the driver and the passenger took off, and we chased them out into the desert. Wow. Uh, this is what we deal with every day. This morning, we had another vehicle with eight more people in it. So... Yeah, you can say all you want that I'm not on the border, but because of where we are logistically and how important it is for them to get their product to Phoenix, you have to go through Pinal County, and we have a ton of problems. Are people passing from Mexico 
in in this reservation from Mexico into the United States via the reservation. In other words, w- w- what does the tribe do when they get people crossing illegally? Because again, this reservation does it straddles the line, right? It's in both sides. It's in Mexico and it's in Arizona um, or in the United States. So, are people going through that reservation and then hitting Arizona land? Um, and how do people in the uh, on the reservation deal with those who are coming illegally? Well, sadly, a lot of the people on the reservation, some of the people, not a lot, some of the people on the reservation will actually help the cartels transport the people from the the border up to the county line um, or even into Phoenix sometimes. Uh, Or they just walk from the border all the way through the reservation up to the county line. What we catch there is almost always military age men. Very rarely, rarely do we catch women or children there. It's almost always military age men. And most of the time, there are people that have already been caught and sent back before, or they have criminal histories, or they work for the cartels. That's who you get through that desert area. Because it is so hard, it's mostly military-aged men, um, and that's the cartel loves to run people through that area. So the big lie by the media is that it's all women and children and that we don't care about humanity. That's so untrue. Go watch my video yesterday. I was carrying this lady. You won't see that part on the video because her feet were so hurt. So I took her shoes off only to find these huge blisters on her feet. And then I had my uh, search and rescue guy. We treated her feet. We never treat these people with anything but total humanity, dignity, and respect when we come in contact with them. We understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to come and make a better life for themselves, but they're doing it illegally. They need to go through the proper channels to do it. Now, the people that work for the cartels that ran from us, um, we're also charging them and holding them accountable as we should. So we understand the delicate balance of what we are doing. And anybody who claims that our, that the men and women who put on the badge every day, whether it's Border Patrol or, or my sheriff's office, that we're not humane, I don't see them down here. I don't see them down here doing stuff with us. Yeah. It's us doing it. And we're the ones treating them humane. It's Sheriff Mark Lamb. Go to his uh, Senate website, SheriffLambForSenate.com. SheriffLambForSenate.com and for is F-O-R. SheriffLambForSenate.com. I think you'd be a great U.S. Senator. Um, I, I just want to finish up on the border here. Mayorkas, as you alluded to earlier, a couple of days after 42 went away, said, hey, man, we had 10,000 coming across a day before 42 went away. Then it was 6,300 the day it went away. And now it's at 4,200. Look, we, we've dropped illegal immigration by 60% just by, by getting rid of Title 42. I mean, he's connecting things that aren't connected, right? He's connecting things that aren't, connect, be, are, that aren't connected, and he's also taking advantage of the fact that we're entering into the summer, which is predominantly, is historically drops off a little bit because of the heat. Too hot, yeah. In Arizona. So, look, these guys know they're master manipulators of the truth, and that is what they continue to do, and they know that the news cycle is so short for anything because these guys set fires to everything in America. Right. They just have to deal with it for a few days. They lie about it, and then they move on. It is uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. I want to get into this mad thing. Mothers Against Drunk Driving should not be a political organization. It shouldn't care if I'm a conservative or a liberal. It should care if I want to help. It should care that you're a, a sheriff of a major county in Arizona and that you want to help. It should care that you've got family members that tragically were taken by drunk driving recently, um, and you've also got a history in the family where people have recovered from being alcoholic. What happened here? You were invited to speak and then disinvited. Are you re-invited? Tell me the story, if you don't mind. Yeah, so we we originally, my wife and I, were asked to come and speak before our kids passed away to talk about our son who had gone through this and was a story of 
of, of redemption and a story of, of getting through successfully the issue, but he had to spend six months in my jail as part of that. Right. Um, and so we were considering being speakers anyway, and then they all passed away in January um, to somebody who was alleged to have been driving drunk driving. The, bo- the blood results say that he had something in his system. Right. So in charge with that. Um, so we thought we had a very powerful story and we were willing to go come and tell it. I was doing it pro bono. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, the other day, I got a call saying that I was uninvited to be the speakers. But the, the person who told me said, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, there's a young person that doesn't like your politics, that thinks you wouldn't be an appropriate speaker, that took a complaint all the way to the national level. And they have decided to tell you that they don't want you to speak. Now, the excuse, the reason they give me is because I'm running for office. But I've been a candidate for five five weeks. And frankly, even as a sheriff, I'm always a candidate. So yes. I just understand that as being the reason. And I told them that. I said, look, you can tell me that's the reason, but it times very well with the person who made the complaint. And frankly, those people don't know me. They're just listening to what the, the left media, the propagandist media will say about me, the, the negative things, the, 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 the name calling. And then they, they made their judgment off of that. And so, uh, look, I'm not saying to Ted anybody, I'm not part of cancel culture. I don't want you to cancel mad. Right. They're a great organization. This was a wake up call. And this is what I told them. You guys need to be on the alert. Be vigilant because this woke culture will infiltrate anybody and everybody and all the good organizations like Matt as well. Um, one more thing, Joe, the other thing is they had on there an article that they didn't need to post. There was no reason for them to take a stance on this. But it was an article that basically said that Mothers Against Drunk Driving recognizes the inequities in traffic stops. I found that offensive. Come on, man. The men and women who put on the badge, I think it is it is wrong. It's incorrect. And I told them as much. They said, well, what can we do? And I said, take it down. Like, take it down. You don't need to have that article up there. You're 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 adding validity to a false narrative that the mainstream media and, and these far left organizations want to push that said we're not good at what we do. Well, that's not true. The men and women who put on this badge do it very well. And to assume that they, they there's inequities in their traffic stops is false. It's uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Go to SheriffLambForSenate.com. What bothers me about the whole back and forth with them, uh, I'll give you an example. Yesterday I had a a music manager on. The guy managed Herman, Hermits back in the day, 10CC. He's a guy from Great Britain. I don't know what his politics are. He probably knows what mine are because he's looked me up. But going into the interview, the first thing I said to him was, I'm so glad we're not going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about an issue completely apolitical. Let's talk about music. And we had a great conversation for 20-25 minutes. You and I have talked about things other than politics, although we talk about politics a lot. Mothers Against Drunk Driving loses a major face that people know and voice that people can trust that was just going to talk about your son, your family, drunk driving, the impact of it on the, on a community. I know you. You are not going to campaign at Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Are oh. they really not smart enough to understand disinviting you hurts them more than inviting you? Because inviting you actually helps a lot. You know, I don't think they, I think they were more concerned with those one or two squeaky little delicate, sensible, uh, sensitive people that, that get their feelings hurt. And um, I think that they were more worried about what they thought than more worried about what a law enforcement official who actually lost children. My wife and I, had, I you know, my wife and I were now would reopen this and say, hey, you're uninvited, even though you lost three loved ones to somebody that was alleged of driving drunk. And so, you know, we, on, on a lot of levels, we were not happy about it. I appreciate the fact that we've had some good conversations with them since then. Um, I've never been extended the, the invitation to speak again. Yeah. 
if I wanted to be part on another level. And I said, no, I really don't. Uh, I need to let this one simmer down a little bit. Right. But uh, please, anybody out there, I'm not saying don't go support Mad. Um, but and, and I'm not say- listen, I'm not saying that either. But this, Mark, something happened. I'm a little bit older than you, but we're about the same generation. Um, something happened from the time we were growing up to where we've got a generation now that gets everything they want. They squeak, as you said, they're a squeaky wheel. Instead of giving them a little grease and telling them, okay, stop squeaking, we, we change everything. Why, why not say, listen, I hear you. I get it. I understand your concerns. He's still going to speak. Maybe don't come that night. Why, why yeah. not say that to the person? That's what I said. And I said, look, these, these kids need to learn a hard lesson that life isn't easy. And what I said the other day on an interview is, look, not all beef, most beef is tough. Not all putts drop and not every door opens for you. The world doesn't revolve around you. And that's the reality. And as long as we continue to treat these kids like they're so special that everything should just bow down to them, um, we're giving them a false sense of reality. And eventually life is going to smack them in the face. And then what we have is our society today where they don't know how to fit into society because we've told them that the world revolves around them. So well said. It's uh, Sheriff Mark Lamp in County, Arizona. Uh, go to SheriffLampForSenate.com. I want to talk about crime in America quickly. We've got a new mayor in Chicago, far away from you and me, but still important. It's one of our biggest cities. This guy coming in, somebody, Johnson, um, has decided that if young people act out, if they happen to be black, and he's a black guy, if they act out, it's just because we're not offering them enough opportunities. That don't don't denigrate the, these young people for beating up a couple that was visiting Chicago or looting the Target or burning down the the Gucci store. No, 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 no. These people just haven't been given the proper opportunities. It's inequity that causes them to do this. Now, you're, you've been a sheriff a long time, law enforcement a long, a long time. I come from a long line of civil servants. My dad was a firefighter in the Air Force. And I just don't understand why anybody would believe what the guy said. If there are consequences to bad behavior, the bad behavior, generally speaking, starts to deter. If there are no consequences and you make excuses for them, they're going to keep on burning down the Gucci, no? That's right. And look, Chicago, they just can't seem to figure it out. You can continue. The more they say we're not going to hold people accountable, the more crime increases in their communities. And they're, But they don't want to accept those harsh realities. It's not even a harsh reality. It's actually a common sense thing. Yeah. But they want to always point back to equity or the skin color. Um, I guarantee you, if, if it was a bunch of white kids out there doing it, they would probably hold them accountable yes. or other race. I believe what Martin Luther King said. We should judge people by the content of their character and not the, at the color of their skin. Right. And if you break the law, then guess what? You broke the law and you should be held accountable. And the only way you curb bad behavior doesn't matter what color your skin is. The only way to curb bad behavior is to hold people accountable and enforce the laws that are on the books. And Chicago is a perfect example of if you don't do that, it ruins your city. And this guy seems to be worse than what they had before. Which is really, really hard to do. I can't believe that. I was so happy when Lori Lightfoot didn't win, but I couldn't believe the law enforcement uh, candidate didn't win because people in Chicago are sick of dozens of shootings and killings every single weekend, predominantly between young black men. That has to stop. It's not going to stop if you make excuses. It's Sheriff Mark Lamp in County, Arizona. Go to Sheriff Lamb for Senate.com and for his FOR. So talk to me about how that was received because a lot of people in Pinal County don't want you to stop being the sheriff, but I'm guessing they're supporting your candidacy for U.S. Senate. They are. They feel the same way I do. Very torn. Um, I've loved being the sheriff. I feel very blessed that the people in this county love me being their sheriff. 
but they also understand just what a dire situation this country is in and what a need we have for good, honest people that want to serve their community. They understand the Constitution and what it means to protect the Constitution, what it means to reduce the size of government, stop government overreach, get back to states' rights. I mean, look, the list goes on and on. And really, the kitchen table items right now are the border, um, the economy, the rise in crime. And they need the people of Arizona want a proven conservative fighter. And if they have to lose me as a sheriff to share me with the rest of the state, they're, they're, they want to do it because yeah. we need it here in Arizona. And everywhere I've gone in the state of Arizona, people are hungry for authenticity and they're hungry for somebody who just is going to be a warrior and a fighter for that truth and that, that those conservative values. And Arizona really is such a great conservative state. Um, we've just, we just can't seem to get together as a party is what right. we're really struggling with. Well, that, that's really the truth because the left is together. They're going to call you extreme MAGA. They're going to they're going to send in tens of millions of dollars to try to stop you from winning. Although to, to for them to support cinema would be weird because she's now called herself an independent and isn't necessarily a Democrat, but they want her more than you. So how do you combat that? Are, have you got your ducks in a row, whereas you've got great support from former President Trump on down? Is that already in line or is it too early for that? It's pretty early, but what we're focused on is just the race I have to run. Right now, I'm focused on fundraising. So please go to SheriffLamForSenate.com. Yeah. Don't 100 bucks, 50 bucks, 6,600 bucks, which, by the way, is the personal limit. Right. Uh, come out and donate. This is where we start. We've got to start by, by getting some money in there so we can run a strong campaign. Second is, if you live in Arizona, please come sign my petition. Get me on the ballot. And I've learned from running two successful races. I've won a couple elections. I've learned that you run the race you have to run. Don't focus on what everybody else is doing. There's a great quote that says, winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. Well, I plan on focusing on winning and running the race that I think we need to run and fix the places where I think that we we can do better. And and I think in the end, you're going to see a positive outcome. We feel very confident that this race is ours to win. Good. Uh, SheriffLamForSenate.com. I hope you're right, and we certainly support you and endorse you. SheriffLamForSenate.com. Go there and support him as you can. Uh, Sheriff, we'll be seeing each other soon. I appreciate you coming on today. I look forward to it. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have Sheriff Lamb on. Make sure you follow over on Instagram. You'll see a picture of the sheriff and I soon. Uh, really great to hang out with you. Going to take a few days off. Back soon. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.